This is from Kate. And uh, she was doing a review on our Maxed Out IPA. And for the record, Maxed Out is spelled M-A-X-X-X-X-X-X-X-D. <laughs> double IPA. That's important to know that. Very important. And it says, good God, this is supposed to be a double. So fucking hoppy. Gross. <laughs> that was great. Good job. That's how Good you do job, it right there. And, and if I may yeah. point out, her, her uh, hop badge is only level two for the record. Yeah. Mm. Oh, noob. So. Get your shit together, Kate. <laughs> Come on, Kate. What's on tap? What's up? I'm pretty yeah. sure you have a cricket can like beer right next to you, right, Kev? I just finished. Oh, you're sorry, after me. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. yeah. <laughs> always. I'm always drinking cookie can. You guys know that. Uh, yeah. But yes, I uh, stopped by the uh, the tap room today and got a the I took took advantage of the buy one get one free uh, of the Tall Boys once again. Nice. I'm yeah, gonna need steppers. you, Kevin, to uh to buy some and send them to me. Yeah. Well, I think you, I thought you said you could get them down there. Oh, that's right. Yeah, but I can't get the buy one get ones uh, tall boys. Oh man. yeah, nah, man, that's yeah. a that's a winter garden special. Yeah, it no, uh, Tallahassee does sell crooked can though. So, oh, I didn't know you. I was just up there uh, last Friday. I wish I would have known. I could have dropped some off. What? Oh man, man, <laughs> what were you doing up there? Uh, so we were working at the Public Screenwise. We were doing a a, a sampling tasting. Um, up there for their one year anniversary last Friday. That's, That's awesome. Nice. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. What's up? Welcome everybody <laughs> to uh our What's on Tap episode of Cup to Cup. Uh today this is pretty special for me. Uh being a fellow citizen of Winter Garden, Florida. I got my home brewery here, uh Crooked Can Brewery, and my boy Robert Scott, who is actually the co founder of Crooked Can. Super hyped, man. Welcome to the show, Robert. Thank you. Good to be here. I'm pretty sure Kevin's like starstruck, and I'm not even being sarcastic <laughs> about this. Like, nah, I'm not starstruck, but you know, I, I'm 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 proud, you know, of what they've become, you know. Yeah. Uh, I you. knew that. I knew everything was going to do well uh, when they opened up because I mean, it's it's perfect. But yeah. uh, I'm, it's huge, man. You guys are doing so awesome, and I'm so proud. No, I appreciate it. Thanks for the support there. I mean, it's uh, looking backwards on it. Um, you know, it's kind of been an amazing run, and yet it just the story just continues. So we couldn't be happier. And to hear people like yourself, local here, that enjoy the whole you know uh, liquid and and the environment over there is just uh, you know it makes it makes me happy. So absolutely, nice. you saying that? How did it all start? Give us like a little backstory. Why Winter Garden? Why the name? That kind of stuff. Well, so the um, how it all started um, was me and my other business partners. So there's there's three of us: myself, uh, Jared Zakharowski, and Andy Sheeter. We were all on a family vacation back in 2014 in Colorado, just on a ski trip. And you know, we've all had you know come at this thing from different uh, different backgrounds. Myself, I've been in the you know, hospitality restaurant business my whole life, and I've always wanted to open up a brewery. Just never had my jumping off point. And uh, Jared and Andy, you know, were all passionate craft beer drinkers and had an opportunity to experience some of the, uh, you know, Colorado breweries. And 
you know, on the way home, literally on, on the flight home, we were just talking about it and just couldn't stop, you know, gloating over, you know, the amazing experiences we just had in some of these Colorado tap rooms. And we're saying, we, we should do this. And it was at that moment, you know, that you just see the, you know, the, the, your, the stars in the eyes just kind of light up and the light bulbs over the heads just go, oh my God, like ding, 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 ding. And within five hours on that flight home, you know, we had essentially scratched out a business plan on a cocktail napkin. That's um, awesome. Wow. And, and said, okay, so... let's, let's go ahead and do this. And, and in that moment, we actually said, you know, where, where, where would we want to do this? You know, speaking of the central Florida area, and there was essentially only one real, you know, answer that the three of us had unanimously, and that was Winter Garden. Um, you know, and at the time, I and mean, we, we were all, you know, Winter Garden, you know, Windermere residents and have been for a while. And, you know, we've just always been in love with the city here and, and just loved where it was going and, and, you know, the trajectory that it was on. And, and for us, it was like it just made absolute total sense that that's where we would, you know, plant this thing. So, well, I think you made the right call. Yeah, Absolutely, I would say so man. too. <laughs> I, I dig the hell out of your graphics, what you guys do with yes. it. Yes. Um, the video, I was going to bring website. that up. Oh, uh, so saying that, like, what, why Cricket Can? So that's a funny story too. Um, you know, while we were kind of creating this whole concept, I mean, Jared, Annie, myself, we had day jobs and we would obviously spend our, our days doing our day, day thing. And then we, you know, go home, be with our families, you know, whatever. And then around like nine o'clock at night, we'd, we'd get together for, you know, our, 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 you know, business plan meetings. And, you know, that went on for, for, you know, months, if not, you know, the better part of a you know, year and a half. And obviously it would, you know, have, you know, craft beers with us while we were doing these uh, sessions and whatnot. And, you know, one particular night, you know, we had a bunch of, uh, you know, idea pages up on the walls and we were writing things down and, and as the nights would go on and, you know, you have a couple of craft beers, you know, you'd start to feel a little wonky, right? A little crooked. Um, okay. and that meant yeah. handwriting and everything, everything kind of went out of line. And so that's kind of when we kind of conceptualized crooked can, uh, because it kind of, captured that kind of altered ego feeling you get when you drink beer and that's kind of what we were all about you know we were just you know we wanted we wanted to create a branding that was fun it was emotional but like something that that just spoke to kind of that 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 sense you get of accomplishment after a long hard day and that that first beer that you get kind of that happy hour beer is like how do we create that in a brand and then that's kind of how we developed you know the crooked part you know the canning part is we only can and keg only you know in the brewery um, and you put the two together and that, that's, that's the crooked can. And, and within that spirit, uh, we also created a kind of mascot, if you will, yeah. which we've notated as McSwagger. Yeah. Okay. He's kind of like the company image at this point where, again, he's kind of like the, uh, the, the, the life of the party kind of guy. And it's like, there's a, we always say there's a McSwagger in all of us, especially after two or three beers type of thing, you know? <laughs> Hell yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, and, and so that's what we try to capture in our branding and, and all of the things that we do there. That's yeah. awesome. Those designs are amazing. Who who designed that? So we we kind of create. You know, we're neither of when I say neither of us, that means me, Andy, and Jared are, are artists. Um, you know, we're we're very good at coming up with you know concepts and ideas. And we have an artist that we actually work with in California, whom we essentially send you know basically narrative pieces to her, and she does an amazing job of interpreting them and actually putting it into an actual logo. So, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll give her like, you know, a paragraph or two paragraphs of like, this is what we're looking for. And this is what we're trying to capture. And this is what we're trying to create. And, uh, you know, she just does such an awesome job of, uh, creating that. And, and so we've actually been working with her from the beginning and she's, she, she does essentially all of our, our art 
And um, now we, we do have other guys that do our, like, so you, you talked about our videos and websites yeah. and that, that's a little bit of a different group. Yeah. But uh, when it, when it comes to the logos and the, the, the images that you see on the cans and whatnot, that that's the artist that we work with in California. Well, she's killing it. So yeah. yeah she's every, awesome. every, every can is a, is, is like a piece of art, man. It's, it's beautiful. And that's what we were actually wanting to do. I mean, for us, you know, it's, the idea of drinking a beer, it's not just about the quality of liquid because obviously that 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 needs to be, you know, paramount. But we also wanted to kind of capture kind of a moment too. And part of that moment for me was just, you know, being able to just what I call thinking and drinking. You know, like I said, you come home from a hard day's work, you're having a brew, you're just kind of winding down, you're decompressing. And just for me, just something like visually appealing to the can and even the narratives on the back. I mean, they're, they're meant to be funny. They're not meant to actually tell a a, a true story it's all kind of fictional stuff but like you know we like to have fun with it you know yeah um and, and, it, and it's intended to kind of give the person drinking the beer kind of a moment just to kind of have some self-reflection and just if anything else crack a smile kind of you know get, get into a little bit laugh a little bit you know and it, and it helps a, that's awesome yeah. and it helps that what's inside of that can's fucking amazing yes yeah liquid's gotta yeah. be good too yeah who comes up with the names? So again, that, that's a that's a collaborative effort between uh, myself and and Jared and Andy and and I mean in the beginning that's obviously the it was just just the three of us and and since then we we certainly um, have some some staff members in the brewery that that you know obviously inject a lot too so we'd like to take a lot of feedback from everybody and and kind of push it out there so it, it all depends on on which ones you're talking about so there's some tap room styles that have been completely and utterly named solely by the brewers themselves. We've had some front of the house people throw some names out there that we've utilized. And, and then there's just, like I said, some branding, some branding that we work on that, that, you know, we spend a little bit more time trying to conceptualize and, and work with. And, you know, a, a, an example of that would be our new Florida sunshine lager, which is a brand that we've been really working hard on trying to create. And, you know, we were trying to aim at kind of a local Florida concept, which took us a long time to kind of create uh, but once we kind of got it all laid out and nailed down, I mean, we, you know, it's probably it's going to be launched in a can here coming up in November. Although we have some sample cans out now, we, we'll have a, a, a true production can uh, produced uh, coming late late November. And we're excited to kind of show that off because uh, we're it's, it kind of captures this like, you know, 1950s kind of like Florida postcard, like, you know, greetings kind of postcard. Mm-hmm. Um, and it kind of just amplifies the idea of, hey, it's, you know, the sunshine state. So it's, you know, Florida sunshine. And it, it happens to be a, a, a lager in which that obviously just it's a great beer for drinking on a hot summer day type thing. Um, mm. And and the, the branding connected to the artwork and connected to the narrative on the back and, you know, just kind of has a lot of elements to it that, I you know, we're really excited about uh, getting that out in market and, and showing that off. I think that that's uh, in a in a very bold statement. Uh, it's it's my new favorite beer, man. Wow. It is. Yeah. It is. It's probably the best beer I've ever had, man. It wow. is extremely good. So, uh, and like you it, said, it's perfect for you know just hanging out in the sunshine and drinking beer, and it's you know it's easy going, man. Is this going to be like a staple, like moving forward? Like this will always be on tap, kind of beer. Yeah, and so actually, I have some incredible news about this beer as well, too. And I know it might be a little early in the segment here, but I'm going to kind of let the cat out of the bag. Yeah, but, absolutely. You know, last week we just won a silver medal in the uh, Hell's Munich lager category uh, at the great american beer festival in denver colorado for wow. that beer so it Hell was yeah. a you know the great american beer festival for for craft breweries is basically the super bowl super bowl yeah yeah it's and, nuts, and for man. us it was like just absolutely incredible uh to to hear that news and 
So I'm, I'm with you, Kevin. I, it's, it's actually my new favorite beer too. And I mean, I'm an IPA guy. I mean, like, Same. you couldn't make me drink anything but IPAs for the most part. And I mean, I've always had an appreciation for all styles, but you know, 90% of the time I'm, I'm drinking an IPA. Um, for whatever the reason lately, man, I just, I've been drinking nothing but, but Florida Sunshine Lager uh, and, and digging it too. So yeah, it's a hell That's of a beer. That's awesome. And Did you really expect it to be this good? Well, you know, um, that's what's fun about craft beer is, you know, you, you, of course you expect it to be good. And, you know, oftentimes you brew something and we've been through this ourselves where it just doesn't quite meet expectations. Yeah. And yet, you know, you go back to the drawing board and you work at it and you kind of work at it, you kind of work at it. And then, then it eventually becomes good or great. You yeah. know, this one particular beer, I mean, I think, you know, the guys that started brewing it and we started it probably a year ago, I mean, I, you know, out of the gate, nailed it, you know, on the nose, you know, when we haven't tweaked it too, too much. I mean, since then, we made a few modifications, but nothing major. And uh, when we actually put it on tap in the tap room about January of last year, late December of last year, it became our top selling beer that fast. And uh, so it was without a doubt, you know, it spoke to, you know, our tap room patrons that, that, you know, hey, they came in and they, they said, this, this is a damn good beer. And it was about May when we decided, okay, this is like five years, five months in a row now. This beer has been like one of the number one selling beer in our tap room. Maybe we want to put this out in distribution. We put it out in distribution and we started selling the shit out of it there in draft. And we're like, okay, it's gone so well in distribution. Maybe it's time to start putting this in a can. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so hopefully we'll, we'll have, uh, like I said, we won't, hopefully we will have these cans out late November um, and really excited to get that out in market. I'll as well. definitely be looking for that up here. What? What's for the? Sure. I'll, I'll grab some, bring to, some to the tailgate yeah. uh, in nice. November yes, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, what's the process? When did you know you're going to put this beer up for that award? And like, what's that process to get to that award? If that makes sense. You know, absolutely. So that's that's a tough one because uh, one thing about the Great American Beer Festival, and one thing about you know the craft brewing industry and how popular it has become, you know, every year there's uh, you know hundreds, if not thousands, of more breweries than there were the year before. And which means there's only so many entries. And I want to say, and, and don't quote me on these numbers, but it was somewhere in the neighborhood of like 9,000 plus entries, Ooh. you know, and, and obviously like, you know, uh, multiple categories, like well over 100 plus categories. So uh, the process is that, you know, when you register, uh, the festival directors essentially have to determine based on how many breweries enter, how many actual uh, submissions each brewery can could come forth with. And um once you learn that number, and for us, it was, I think, we, we had an opportunity to enter five for, for our license, and we were classified as a small brewery. Um, we obviously then take you know, into consideration, okay, so what do we have coming out of the tanks right around you know, the, you know, the August timeframe? Because that's when we're actually packaging up the samples to send out for judging. Um, and, and obviously, we want to send out you know, the freshest beer possible, but we also want to send out the beers that we're, we're just most proud of. And so, so for us, you know, sitting down with our head brewer, Todd Glass, and kind of asking him his opinions and thoughts on, on what, you know, he kind of wants to do, uh, we, we give him a lot of that, that, you know, reign to make those decisions. And so, you know, for us, I mean, we certainly wanted to kind of amplify some of our core beers because from a marketing standpoint, it makes a lot of sense to showcase what we feel is, you know, our strongest selling beers in this case, obviously the Florida Sunshine Lager being one of them, which we're really proud of, but there's also seasonal limited edition beers that we have available that are just, they're damn good beers too. And, um, you, you know, we also want to kind of submit those as well. So the problem is, is you only, you only have five submissions and you have like, you know, a thousand beers you want to submit. And you, you do have to kind of narrow that down. 
so we, that, that's kind of essentially the, the small formula and how we, we, we get there. So uh-huh. it's okay. What's, what's coming out in, you know, the time we have to send the samples, what's going to be fresh. What are we most proud of? And, you know, we're going to kind of rank them one through five and, and that's what we're going to send in. And, um, an even funnier story on that sunshine lager and in this whole process was, you know, we send out these things in glass bottles, which is a little bit different for us since we yeah. can kind of can and keg only, but we, we, we send them out as it's requested by the great American beer festival. And I get a phone call about a week after we submit the, the samples in and said, Hey, sorry, we've got some bad news for you. Uh, your, your samples arrived, but, but we had some breakage on your Florida sunshine oh, bottles. We're going to need you to send them again. If you want to, you know, still participate in that, you know, that category. And we're kind of like, Oh damn, that kind of sucks. You know, I guess we'll have to send some more in, you know? And so I, I, I called Todd on the phone. I said, Todd, you're not going to believe this. Those bottles broke. We're going to have to send some new ones in. He's kind of like, Oh damn. And so the next, next week he gets back to work and he s- sends those in. And ironically that ended up being our, our silver medal winning beer. <laughs> that That's that almost crazy. wasn't. <laughs> That's, That's awesome. crazy. Dude. What, what Dude, if you yeah. were like, Oh, just don't worry about it. We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll leave that entry aside. <laughs> yeah. you oh man. Oh, it's, be funny. it's awesome too, because a lot of people, when they think of the craft beer industry, Florida is not one of the top States that comes to mind. Um, at least it, it hasn't been historically in the past. Florida's just not really been known for their craft beers. So it's awesome that, you know, y'all are kind of showing that Florida has really good craft beers too. Absolutely. I mean, Florida has come on so strong. And, and when we were a brewery and planning in 2014, you know, there was some great beers coming out of like pockets like St. Pete and Tampa, you know, and, and other, other areas. And, uh, but there was definitely some underserved markets and quite frankly, Central Florida was one of them, and and not to say that we didn't have good breweries here, we just didn't have a lot a of lot. breweries here. Yeah. And and Florida has exploded um, in the last few years, and there is just some tremendous breweries out there right now that are brewing some phenomenal liquid. And I'm I I, I wish I had a, a final count, but I want to say it was like nine nine Florida breweries brought home medals at the GABF this year. Wow, and that's that, awesome. that's, that's pretty 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 cool. And and you know we were excited to be among them and. And there's been some other fest, like some other uh, events in the past, like the World Brewers World Cup, like a year and a half ago, where Florida took home a bunch of uh, medals as well, too. So there's no doubt about it. You know, Florida is starting to compete among some of the other, you know, more populous states like Colorado and Washington, Vermont. You know, with with, with some some tremendous breweries out there. Why do sure. you think Florida is producing that? Is it just because like we're the young guns and we're just trying crazy stuff, or? Is there like yeah? I, I think reason? we were we were behind the times is probably the best way I could explain yeah. that. I mean, if you were living in Colorado and you know Washington, Seattle, I mean, you know those were yeah. kind of like the epicenters and the ground zero for the craft beer movement. That you know even going back into the early '90s when it was back in the microbrewing business, you know, and uh, I think Florida just never really got rolling, and uh, you know it wasn't you know I mean obviously Cigar City's been around now I think for ten plus years and. You know, they were not the first on scene by a long shot, but but certainly were are probably our most popular brewery now in the state and, and they're just, you know, crushing right now. And you know They seem so old, like to me. When you say ten years, I feel like they've been here longer than that. Yeah, like, it definitely they feels have, that don't, way. don't quote me. It, it, it may be ten, fifteen right now, but my, my yeah, point no, is no, no, no. I felt way longer than that. Yeah. I thought it was like maybe like forty, fifty years. Like that that's the, <laughs> like I feel like Cigar City's been around for a while to me. I don't know why living in Central Florida and my parents, it's always in every tap room. Yeah, it's like they, their local beer. Then they certainly have certainly become probably the most notorious, you know, craft brewery here in the state. Um, 
but they they certainly weren't the first though either, you know. And 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 I think again, it just goes to show you how um, behind the times Florida was. But then I don't think that's a statement that you can make today because you know some of the liquid that a lot of these breweries are doing, and, and not just and we're not just following the trends in a lot of ways either. We're we're in some cases, and I say we, and that means all Florida breweries. You know, we're we're actually you know trend setting as well too, and and that's awesome as well. Uh, just just knowing that you know we're not only putting out good liquid, but we're also raising the bar too. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, so back to your beer itself, like the one question I usually try to ask every brewer that we have on is like your style of beer. Do you guys have a style? Like if you went there, you're like, yeah, this is what they're known for. Yeah. So no, I, I my, the way I like to say that is, uh, we try to focus on brewing true to style beers with the best possible quality ingredients and processes as possible. Okay. And it, what I mean by that is, um, not to disparage anyone kind of doing these crazy one-off like, you know, kiwi, strawberry, lemonade style beers, <laughs> because those are fun too. Yeah, for um, sure. And, and we, we do those things. Um, but we certainly like to, you know, the you know beer brewing has been around for tens of thousands of years. And, you know, why take something that's, you know, been around for that long and try to like, you know, reinvent it in a complete and utterly crazy ass way, you know, so... I mean, the majority of the beers that we brew are what we try to say true to style, which is the best possible ingredients, the best process possible. And like I said, it doesn't mean that our brewers don't like to go have fun, and they do. Trust me. I mean, they they do some fun stuff as well. Um, so, so I think that's kind of what would define us in a way. Um, you know, making sure that you know we're actually brewing something that is also caters to a lot of the palates that are out there. You know, we're not, you know, I, as much as I do like some of these like crazy one-off beers that you can drink them, but then after about four to five ounces, you're kind of finding yourself, okay, well, that was fun, but now it's time to move on to something else, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, so I like to say, you know what, if we're going to do an IPA, I want to, I want to do it really, really well. If we're going to do, you know, a, a hazy IPA, I want to do it really, really well. You know, I don't want to just tinker around with some, some goofball things and, you know, kind of, you know, just, just throw some things around because just sometimes it doesn't always yield the, the best i mean and, and sometimes by the way it, it does too i mean i i it's not like i'm totally you know doubling back on my comments here but you know th- that that's what makes craft brewing so much fun because you can you can experiment and just because an experiment doesn't work out one time doesn't mean you're a bad brewer um at the same time you could experiment and come up with something that you know is crazy but you find out it's like oh my god that's like the best thing i've ever had too and and that's what makes everything just just so awesome you can go off the reservation and still have you know amazing amazing time doing it so that's that's my favorite thing about your tap room. Uh, not not to say that you know people in Tallahassee won't be able to you know have great beer, but the fact that I can you know have like like I think it was like the uh, Devil's Foot or something or something like that that I had yeah. recently, and it, I was like, man, this is so good. But like you said, when you get done with that, you can go back to the Crooked Can staples like the High Stepper, you know, or the McSwagger, and and it, it's perfect you know it's 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 like you're you know you're right back to you can start back over and have fun uh you know with something again later you know what i mean right it doesn't ruin you you could just go back and and have a damn good tasting beer and enjoy it you know time and again and you know it's not it doesn't weigh you down too much and it's it doesn't like wreck your palate with some of these like crazy adjuncts and stuff like that so Hmm. kev uh i'm gonna put you on the spot there buddy okay uh I want you to name me your top three beers uh, from Crooked Can, and I want to see if they're kind of close to what uh, Robert thinks his top three uh, beers are. 
<laughs> uh, doesn't have to be in order. Just top three. My top three uh, would oh, be. Oh, sorry. Last thing. Florida can't say the Florida one. We obviously know that's everyone's favorite. <laughs> oh, so so take out Florida Sunshine. Take out Florida Sunshine. So take out so one of the his best top one. three. Got it. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'll go uh, High Stepper. Uh, they make a Russian Imperial Stout that's amazing. And uh, Cloud Chaser. Okay. How does that reflect to yours, uh, Robert? So uh, you, you got number one right. I'm I'm High Stepper is my jam. That That's my, my number one go-to. Absolutely. Um He's definitely right about the Russian Imperial Stout. Uh, that that is a classic. However, um, if you're going to say my top three, I'm going to have to go with our uh, Up Yonder IPA, which is a hazy, juicy IPA. It's a seasonal that we do, um, which is absolutely you know one of my uh, all all time favorites. And I, I have to say, our, our Burgermeister Oktoberfest, which is what we have coming out here uh, for this weekend's festival is you know one of those beers that i just look forward to year in and year out and uh so i'd say that kind of rounds out my, my top three two, two ipas and a, and a mars and lager so i haven't tried the burgermeister yet i'm excited though oh you That's have awesome. to it's, it's a it's a damn good beer um well, well let's talk about that event and then we can jump into uh like lonely island trivia but i just realized kev that i'm gonna be in town this weekend uh so now i have to make it how did make you it down just it, realize that well because he's the got wed- a wedding yeah. i got a wedding on a uh, sunday and i'm thinking the wedding's gonna take over the whole weekend and it's on a sunday now i'm like shit what do i do friday and saturday it's it kind of throws everything for a loop because um, you haven't yeah, been you yet right Jason? no i've been to crooked can once yeah. oh, maybe you? twice okay. Yeah, okay. yeah 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 um, at least twice so today. at least yeah um so your event is it the whole weekend tell us a little bit about it yeah, so it's our uh, our annual October Festival, Oktoberfest Festival, and it's going to start Friday afternoon at 4 o'clock, and it goes uh, on uh, Saturday and Sunday as well till Sunday at 6 p.m. Um, so we're, we're really excited about this year's event. We, we have some uh, tried and true uh, events that we do, such as a wiener dog race on, on Sunday is one of our uh, prim- Love it. Uh, primo events. And um, in between, we have a lot of uh, different um, – you know, authentic bands coming. We have the Swingin' Bavarians. Uh, we have some authentic, uh, you know, German dancers coming out as well. We have some authentic, you know, German food being prepared by uh, some of our market vendors and whatnot. And we'll be serving some food out on the streets. Uh, so the whole the whole streets closed down, um, and it's it's just a, a big fun kind of party atmosphere, uh, family friendly as well. And not not you know, there's a, a lot of uh, different activities. Uh, even face painting and, and, and puppet shows for kids and things like that, uh, dog friendly. So just just a really fun fun time. Yeah, that's nice. one of the that's one that's another. I don't mean to keep on hyping up, uh, you know, Crooked Can, but hype away. Yeah, I, the fact that Winter Garden in general is a is is the reason one of the main reasons why I chose to live here is because it's so friendly, family friendly, and such a you know family friendly environment. And when Crooked Can moved in, you know, I'm sure there were some people that were a little nervous, you know, it being a brewery and everything, but they just embraced everything that had to do with that community. And like you said, you dog friendly, family friendly. My kids love going up there. I went up there to buy beer today and my kids were like, can we play on the side over here? I was like, no, we got to get going. But they they love going there. And, you know, the fact that you can just, you know, bring your dog in, you can bring your dog into the brewery. They don't care, man. It's awesome. <laughs> That's cool, man. Yeah, it's good. Good time. So yeah, the festival itself is uh, 
one of our primo festivals each year. We do that plus Celtic Festival, um, and it, it is just an absolute, absolute blast. So this is your festival, and you just kind of like share it with the city and like just vendors and stuff like that. Correct. It's it's our festival that we put on. Um, so it's just right outside of our, our our building on Central Street there, which is what's closed down. Um, so we have um, you know different outdoor beer stations, different outdoor food stations, and such. So yeah, we have our uh, some of our market vendors participating outside as well as inside, of course. Um, and like I said, we have a stage on the uh, north end of uh, of Central, and we have a, a, a schedule out on our social media page as well as our uh, website with the different bands and what times they're playing. And in a new event we have coming this year is we have an opening parade, uh, which uh, at four o'clock in the afternoon, uh, myself, my business business partners and uh, Obi Diaz from, from K92, uh, we'll be tapping the ceremonial keg of Oktoberfest in like the true Oktoberfest tradition. So the oh, whole branding awesome. behind our, our Burgermeister, which essentially translate into mayor in Germany, uh, or German, and uh, the the tradition there in Munich is that the mayor, the Munich mayor, essentially uh, comes in on a parade, and the kegs of Oktoberfest come in on like a horse drawn carriage, and he gets up in front of the, the the group, and he counts down from ten, and and gives the keg the ceremonial kind of whack, um, and he pours the first uh, first beer of Oktoberfest, and raises his glass and says, uh, "Oh, softest," which essentially means it's tapped. And at that point in time, everybody at the festival now is allowed to start drinking as well. So it's like the, the, it, it all starts with the mayor. So we're going to kind of replicate that this year for the first time, but obviously on a very small scale. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's awesome. And, that's and awesome. That's still that cool, on stage. So that, that's going to be a lot of fun on Friday night. It's something we have not done before. So uh, it, it should be kind of a, a little bit of a hootenanny on the way in. There. So, <laughs> I like it. And now your logo for Burgermeister makes sense too. Yes, and if you read the narrative on, so we do have some of those in cans as well this year. And if you read the narrative on the back of that can, it'll help explain some of that as well too. So that's nice. awesome. Hell yeah, dude, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, I'll put it in the show notes. Uh, I'll link it up to um for everybody to to just kind of check it out and uh find the schedule and stuff like that, dude. It sounds badass. It does. Um, yes, I'm very jealous. If you guys are all coming down, hit, hit me up. I'll be happy to kind of meet up with you guys when you show up on property and kind of walk you around a little bit and show you around. So, oh, that'd for be sure, awesome, man. man. Absolutely. Thank you. I would love to be there. Cool. Yeah, I'll hit you up, man, for sure. All right. So, uh, first segment Lonely Island. It's pretty simple. I'll uh, play the intro and then we'll get right into it. I'm still All right. Uh, if you were stranded on an island and could only bring one beer from your brewery, what would it be? I think we know this answer. Oh, this is a tough one because this is like trying to like you know pick which one of your kids is your favorite child. <laughs> yeah, um, it's true. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a struggle, um, and I wish I can have more entries, but I, I, I probably have to go with our high stuff Ryan IPA. Yeah, for okay. Sure. I just it's it's Florida Sunshine was definitely on the tip of my tongue, but yeah. Actually, you know what? I, I got to ask this question. What what island are we talking about? Are we on like a subtropical island? Or are we on some kind of like Arctic wasteland? Are we kind uh, of like, what, what's the temperature there? Because that, that is kind of a big oh, difference on what beer I want to pick here. You're the first person to ask that, by the way. You are the only person. Yeah. So we're going to have to make sure this stays uh, uh, factual and like stays consistent. So I'm going to go with a Hawaiian island. So it's West Coast Pacific water. Uh, and obviously it's year round. So I'm going to go maybe like 
mid eighties because it's kind of breezy. I'll stay with I'll stay with the high step right here. That that that's got to be perfect. What would have changed your mind? If we were in the North Atlantic somewhere, I probably would have mm. went with a Russian Imperial Stout. I mean, I just Ooh, okay. that, that, faster, but that makes that'll sense. keep you warm, right? <laughs> weather, weather has a lot to do with how I want to drink. So, <laughs> touche. That makes a lot of sense. I never actually thought about like a, nope. a non-tropical island. Yeah, I so. think most people just consider tropical, but that's not that's not necessarily the case. It was a good question, man. Good there question. are islands in different uh, different parts of the world, aren't there? Yeah. Yep. All right, uh, one beer excluding your own brewery. That's also a tough one too. My God, there's just so many good ones out there. And, um, you know, I was just recently in, um, Yakima, Washington with my business partner, Andy and Todd Glasser, head brewer. And we were doing hop selection and, and on our way back from Yakima, we stayed a night in Seattle and went to a brewery called Cloudburst and, uh, just a small little nano brewery there in downtown Seattle. And they had some of like the best IPAs I have had in a long time. And, and normally my, my default answer to this question would be, you know, sip of sunshine from, you know, Lawson's or even, you know, Hetty Topper from Alchemist. But I swear, I wish I could remember some of the names of the IPAs that I was drinking there, but every single one of them was phenomenal. And frankly, if I would have had any one of those, in addition to my high stepper IPA, while on this subtropical island in Hawaii, I would, I would, I would be happy. <laughs> you need nothing else, right? <laughs> I would I like need nothing it. else. All right. So what was that brewery again? Uh, Cloudburst in, in uh, Seattle, Washington cloudburst yeah i've never heard i I guess what made them famous was the head brewer or brewer owner of cloudburst and i i i think i have the story right he was the brewer for um elysium before anheuser-busch bought them and i guess he was the one that conceived space dust which i think everyone just might have had uh once or twice um so yeah it was a damn good brewery damn good liquid so i've never heard of them either it's like i i tell you and like i told brock from fishware uh we are complete rookies when it comes to this so it's like more like novice drinking beer so what what is what did you say stardust uh stardust or a space dust is a brand that that um is brewed by uh, a brewery out there elysium in 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 seattle um and it's been uh, probably in the last few years bought out by anheuser-busch um it's it's still very good liquid for the record i I, you know know, it's a phenomenal beer but what what this particular brewery's claim to fame was is the brewer that brewed that or or you know, worked for them and brewed that beer and has now opened up his own beer called, or brewery called Cloudburst. Um, okay. And, and again, I, having been in that tap room for the afternoon with uh, Todd and Andy, probably one of my favorite breweries of all time. Badass. All right. Um, our beer trivia. Uh, this is super simple. None of you guys will get it right, um, but it's fun. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> mm. <laughs> All right, you guys might get this right. I'm going to pick the easier one. All right, which country pays alcoholics in beer to clean streets? The payment actually consists of five cans of beer for a day's work plus some cigarettes and a few dollars. That's a hell of a good payment there. It's not bad. I'm not complaining. I would definitely do it in college. Uh, Is it Amsterdam, Ireland, Canada, or Ukraine? Uh, Let's make Chase go first. All right, so I'm going to rule out Ireland because that's too obvious. What were the other ones? Amsterdam, Canada, or Ukraine? I'm going to go with the Ukraine. Okay. Any reason? 
Yeah, the other ones just seem a little obvious. Okay. Uh, what about you, Robert? I think I'm going to go with Amsterdam. They seem to be a little bit more progressive in the way that they do things over there from you know, social activities like that. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with them. Okay. Kev? Uh, I was going to – I'll go Canada, man. Yeah. Canada. What were you going <laughs> to say? Uh, don't worry about it. Okay. Uh, I was going with Canada. That's what I was going. Our with. boys okay. never yeah. like to choose the same answer. By the way, Robert. Uh, <laughs> okay, awesome. that's not true. Well, I'm fine with it. Now you are just so you can win. Competitive <laughs> ass. All right, uh, Robert, you are correct, sir. So you proved Ooh. me wrong. <laughs> so is there like a running total that you guys have going on? Like who's dude? Who's we should. We it's should. So bad we right should. now. Yeah. Uh, but most it's of the time Jason's we don't fault. get them right, is and it? most of the time on the beer stuff we never get it right. Yeah, almost so, never. So. Because you said this was the easier of the two questions, and now since I got it right, I got to ask, well, what was the hard one? Because that was kind of easy. Oh, oh, now we get two? All Oof. right. We, I'll do this. Can we? Do we play the intro again? <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, first time in, in what's on tap history, we're going to go. go two trivia questions. All right. How many gallons of beer does an average American drink a year? An average American. Okay. An average American. 38, 23, 37, or 44? Robert. You get to go first, sir. I mean, 44. Come on. 44. He's like the, the largest. <laughs> this, is, this is my business. I, I wish it was like 84, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> of responsible gallons, though. <laughs> All right, uh, Kevin. It's 34. This is an easy one, too, man. I already knew this one. All right. Oh, okay. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. I, I did not know this. Also, uh, I don't, I can't even like picture how much that is, Yeah. Um, which is sad. What were the options again? Uh, 38, 23, 37, and 44. Uh, we'll go 23. I'll go on the low end. Son of a bitch. You guys both got it. Uh, Robert wins the first one. Chase wins the second one. Let's gallons. go. Dude. Well, now I got to pick harder questions, Rob. Thanks. Man. Also, no idea how much 23 is. It sounds like a lot. Nah, so a six pack but... is close to about 72 ounces. So yeah. it's almost a little over half a gallon. So I mean, just kind of. Putting that in perspective, so just assume about eleven to twelve beers, and you're looking at about a yeah. gallon, and that's not that much. Then, yeah, that's. I look surprising. at I look at it like this: I uh, a bucket, like a Home Depot bucket, is usually a gallon, right? No, that's a five gallon bucket. Think of four of those filled with fucking uh, beer. I think it's a lot of beer. You're, said, you're a weird person, Jason. That's I love the way you think of things. That's all I'm <laughs> gonna say. I'm sorry. Weird that's, person. That's the, the Home Depot bucket. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I work at a restaurant, so I consider those pickle buckets for the record. <laughs> pickle buckets. <laughs> all right. Uh, haters gonna hate. Uh, I really I'm uh, gonna enjoy this one because we actually found a bad one. So let me hit the intro and we'll get into it. <laughs> haters gonna hate and haters gonna hate. That is not an actual thing people say. This is what you do to haters. You just smile. All right. So if you can do us a solid, do you have the doc open right now, Robert, for the the rundown? Yeah, let me get this. uh... All right. Uh, We want you to read it out. And if you want to do it in a diva voice, because that's how I read this one, uh, you are welcome to. (laughs) Well, that's because you're Uh, a diva, Jason. Yeah. (laughs) Well, just wait till you hear it, and then you might actually understand. Oh, I read it. So this is, can I say the name or not? Oh, yeah, yeah, go for it. This is from Kate, and uh, she was doing a review on our Maxed Out IPA. Um, And for the record, Maxed Out is spelled M-A-X-X-X-X-X-X-X-D out double IPA. That's important to know that. Very important. And it says, good God, this is supposed to be a double. So fucking hoppy. 
gross. <laughs> that was great. Good job. That's how Good you do job, it right there. And, and if I may yeah. point out, her, her uh, hop badge is only level two, for the record. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Oh, noob. So Get your shit together, Kate. <laughs> yeah. Come on, Kate. So, uh, so uh, just for the listeners that don't know about this segment, because it's pretty new, uh, we basically find uh, a bad review from Yelp or Google or Untapped for this one, at least. And we let you read it out, obviously. And then we let you rebuttal that. So give us your two cents on what you think she did wrong or what happened well, there. What do you you're think about Kate? a double IPA that's called maxed out double IPA um, <laughs> and you're not an IPA drinker or don't care for hops. This is like saying, I'm going to go drive on I-4 and expect no traffic. <laughs> um, I, I mean, you're just not being reasonable with yourself. Um, and Kate, we appreciate a second yeah. chance. But um, that beer specifically, we brewed for um, International IPA Day, which is like the first Thursday of August every year. Um, and we had some incredible surplus of different style hops this year that we wanted to use up. And our brewers uh, came up with this ridiculous like triple dry hop recipe with i wish todd was here because he can give you some of the numbers on it um but i want to say it was something close to like five or six pounds of hops uh per um per barrel or something like that which actually it's 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 a significant amount of hops and so we 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 brewed this intentionally to be so in your face hoppy uh we brewed it for an international ipa day um and i get it that you know, in the world of beer, there's uh, a lot of different styles out there. And I never would disparage anyone, including you, Kate, uh, for trying something that you didn't like, because there's plenty of beers out there that I personally don't care for myself. And that's okay. Um, but uh, that that one specific beer we called maxed out for a reason. Um, and if, if you weren't into hops, that was uh, probably something that you might want to have had uh, maybe passed on. But anyway, <laughs> Uh, uh, in your defense too, uh, this is probably my hardest and I have to do so much homework on this one because it's very hard to find a bad review, uh, on a lot of these breweries, but I, it was really hard to look for yours and you had a ton of reviews. And let me just say, I went through probably at least a good 75, 80 reviews. And I, I mean, I kept seeing threes and fours and I'm like that they're just being lazy. So I couldn't (laughs) find anything. And then I finally found one. So then you found Kate. Kate. So Thanks, I'm going to follow Kate because uh, I'm definitely hoping she's going to go around on other brewers and do weird shit. She's like this. probably still level two hopped up badge, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> probably. All right. Uh, drinking buddies. Hold it now. Hold it now. Time to get drunk with my drinking buddies. buddies. All right. Pretty drinking simple. Oh, I completely forget about your wow, line. You forgot. No, about it's cool, man. It. I'm out. I'm out. Yeah. I edit these and I don't ever remember. It's great. Mm-hmm. I'm very forgettable. <laughs> no, man. Drinking buddies, three drinking games, one different partner for each. All right. Celebrity beer pong. Which celebrity would be your partner, Robert? So I saw this and I couldn't help but to think of this like like social media internet meme. I feel like I've seen the last like eight months with Michael Jordan playing beer pong. And it says like someone's about ready to get alcohol poisoning. <laughs> so I, I, I thought about this and I'm like, okay, maybe I might not pick Michael Jordan because maybe he's a little out of touch. But if I pick Steph Curry... Like Ooh. maybe that would be like, like, like cause I'm competitive and I, I like to win. So like mm. at the same time, like, so if I'm in this to win it, I, th- I think I'm going to go Steph Curry. But if I'm in this to have a good time, like I thought about this too, like maybe Snoop Dogg, because who the oh. hell wouldn't want to hang out with him for a night and party, right? Like that, that just looks, that sounds like a lot of fun. So th- that's kind of how it would go there. If, I, if I'm in it to win it, Steph, if I want to have fun, I'm going to play with Snoop Dogg. For shizzle dizzle. 
and and you never like know, it. man. Maybe uh, maybe Snoop's uh, got some skills too. Didn't his son like play football, like college football? Yeah, so. USC, I yeah. believe. Yeah. yeah. So he's probably got some skills too. It's possible, but it'd be a good time. I can guarantee that. <laughs> yeah. It would definitely be a good ass time. Yeah. Oh yeah, you'd have fun. <laughs> <laughs> All right, athlete chug off. Uh, which athlete could you beat? I don't know, man. I, I so I've been thinking about this one, and um, I don't know that I could beat anybody in a chug off. To be honest with you, I'm. Uh, I think you get, could. Get too po- old some, for that. You could definitely <laughs> beat Kevin. So what? Yeah, the, yeah, there's no a guy, there's a guy at quarterback. Though. Yeah, there's a guy at quarterback right now playing Monday Night Football that I'm pretty sure you could beat. Her name's Aaron so Rodgers, I'm, I believe. I, I'm an <laughs> Eagles fan, so I'm, which automatically means I'm a Dallas hater. So. Maybe I'm going to go Dak Prescott only because, mm, like, mm, I feel like I, like it. I may not be able to beat him athletically at anything, but maybe I could beat him in a chug off and that would make me feel better. So I, I don't know. I like I'll, it. I'll, I'll go Dak Prescott. <laughs> That'd be awesome. All right. Uh, fictional character, Cornhole. Uh, movie, book, cartoon, any kind of fictional character. Who's your partner? This one's easy to me. I mean, playing Cornhole with uh, the Roadrunner and Wiley Coyote has to be probably one of the best <laughs> wow. Cornhole games. Because, yeah. I mean, oh. if you really think about that, I mean, like, these guys are going to be pulling out, like, you know, TNT and, <laughs> and all sorts of different, like, you know, oddball things. And so that, that would be a fun game if you play with those two guys. So that is I'm, unique. I'm going to go with Wiley Coyote and uh, Roadrunner. That's a good one, man. I, <laughs> that's awesome. That is awesome. I like how you're like, it's obvious. And I'm thinking, I'm like, what's obvious? Yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's the obvious answer. <laughs> and then you said that. I was like, that wasn't what I was thinking, but nope. I like it. That's awesome. He's like, I've been thinking about this my whole life. Because, you know, there'd be like anvils coming down on the other opposing team. You know what I mean? Like all sorts of crazy stuff, you know? Piano dropping. Yeah, yeah it's exactly. a good thing they're on your Dynamite. Team. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome, dude. Uh, so that's the episode, man. Um, again, uh, I know Kevin is stoked as hell to have you on. Yeah, I am man. happy as hell. Yes. It was an awesome episode. No, we appreciate it. Sorry, sorry about the, the mishaps with the, the, the previous week, but I'm you got, you got nothing to out, apologize so. about. Nope. Yeah, not at all. I mean, you guys are doing us a favor for uh, jumping on this podcast, man. So, um, I appreciate it. Uh, where can everyone find you? What's the best, uh, location like online social media style? Yeah. So, uh, we have several platforms. I mean, we're on, we're on Facebook, Instagram. Of course, our website is, you know, crooked can, uh, uh, com. Um, located at 426 West Plant Street here in Winter Garden, Florida. So come check us out if you haven't. Um, you can reach out to us via our website and um, other platforms as well, too. So, And uh, if you're looking for something to do this weekend, come on out to the Oktoberfest Festival on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. If, sure, it, if anybody's I, in town, uh, hit me up, too. If any of you listeners, you know, I'll be, I'll be love, I'd love to have a beer with any of you. Yeah. Dude, um, I'm I'm praying that I can actually get down there Friday and Saturday or Saturday, whichever day you're uh you're down there and meet your man. It'll it'll be a badass time for sure. Definitely, we'll we'll have a good time. We'll drink some Burgermeister. Uh, <laughs> yes, absolutely, dude. Again, thank you for jumping on, yes, man. It was a hell you. of an episode. Thank yeah. you guys. Appreciate you having me.